This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Norman Powell within the first two minutes of the game. OG Ananobi shortly after that, but he came back on the second night of a back-to-back against a team that had won five straight and was returning to their home floor. The Toronto Raptors, they steal a victory from the Utah Jazz, 101-92. to a, a terrific performance from a lot of different players, specifically a wonderful performance from Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam, and Kyle Lowry, those three really doing a great job. And the team as a whole... Wonderful scheme executed against Rudy Gobert and the Jazz, minimizing him to barely even a role player in that game, one of the most impactful players in the league. 101-92, the Raptors win. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I am Real Sampson Folk, and this was a fun game, so let's jump into it. And there's no other place to start than the first quarter, a first quarter in which the Raptors had a great start, I think, identified early on was the Siaka mismatch and Serge Ibaka just the way the Jazz played him uh, sticking Gobert on him and being hesitant to double Pascal Siakam early really benefited the Raptors it allowed Siakam to settle into a groove in the paint as we've seen the games against the Suns the games against the Pacers he's actually been really really good when he gets an undersized guy on him and teams are throwing doubles. So we see Pascal Siagam, his patience and vision as a post-up threat growing and taking steps in that part of his game this year. So when he gets a guy like Royce O'Neal, who is a very good defender, very physical defender, 
that still doesn't matter because Siakam is still getting downhill a little bit, still working his way into the paint, and still able to look at the offense overall, see where guys are making cuts, seeing where the shooters are relocating to. And early on, just taking the ball to the rim, scoring Siakam doing that is fantastic. And then once the doubles are coming in that first quarter, making the right reads, making the right passes. And luckily, didn't often have Gobert shading him to the baseline or to the middle of the floor where he might come and contest a shot because Ibaka started hitting his threes early and often. So Ibaka dragging Gobert out of the paint, keeping him in a discomfort zone, as it were, doing a fantastic job of helping grease the wheels of the Raptors' offense. Mix in with all that that Kyle Lowry does a great job of just being the pace master or the editor, as Mike Prado would say, on the Raptors and just being able to identify where the mismatch is, working the ball through him as the conduit of the offense, and just driving the Raptors in transition a lot. So it's it's really nice to see from the Raptors, really nice to see them start the game like that. But as I said earlier on, Norm Powell did get injured at the very start of this game. From the onset, two minutes in, he and OG Ananobi collided, which ended up with Norm twisting his ankle and he left the game and it was reported that he had a sprained ankle which is terrible to see it's awful he's had these basically coming back after two injuries playing five games getting injured playing another five games pretty much and then getting injured again just now he's he's been remarkable the way that he's able to rehab his body get his game going and it's like he doesn't miss a step when he comes back into the lineup he's been a huge part of some of these Raptors wins and he's been so great this year to see him injured early like that and just it's tough to see he just won Eastern Conference Player of the Week today and he sprains his ankle the same day it's almost like there's a voodoo doll out there it's it's tough to take in and you like the guy and you cheer for him it's tough to see honestly and the Raptors, they did have that great start to the game, but once the bench kind of came into the game and it was Pascal plus bench, which we've seen quite a bit of that, that lineup of late, and so it has not been good and also was not good in this game. So they started bleeding points, they gave up a 7-0 run right away, got themselves all the way back into the game towards the end of the first quarter, but Siakam hit the front end of the the two for one he pulled up for three hit one so that was nice to see just to buoy the team a little bit going into the the break but that didn't really stop the momentum that Utah had going into the break and what they had sustained after the Raptors checked their bench in the bench obviously has been a problem of late even just the last game against Sacramento last night they lost the bench scoring 51 to 7 that is a super high amount that's kind of insane it's a 100% crazy but these are the cards that the Raptors have dealt. So Utah is still rolling going into the second quarter. They break off what is a 19-4 run, and inside that 19-4 run is a 12, sorry, 14-1 run. They're, the Raptors kind of sloppy at this point, to be quite honest. And after the Jazz are having trouble scoring in the half court, allowing them to get their own transition offense going. Luckily for the Raptors, the the Jazz aren't a super effective transition team. They don't like to push the pace a lot. They do play in the bottom 10 of fast teams in the league. They're not a super quick team. But Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, those guys can sky to the rim every once in a while. But to turn it around after losing the lead and going down by 5 or 6 points, Kyle Lowry enters back into the game. Matt Thomas comes in as well. Matt Thomas, um, pretty patient offensively in this game. I thought he was really great attacking closeouts 
because the Jazz played him very aggressive getting up on him. Quite honestly, he did end up hitting a three, but most of the time he was actually playing downhill in this game. He came into the game, had a quick five points, a three, and a bucket on the inside. That was great to see. And Pascal Siakam went into work on the post, hit a nice little baby turnaround, put the Raptors up, I believe it's 48-47. Lowry and Conley exchanged triples right after that. So that was cool to see because in the black box report I wrote about how this was one of the matchups I was looking forward to because Conley and Lowry, they almost got traded for each other last year. When Lowry was on the Grizzlies, they drafted Conley, and that seemed to message to Lowry that his time with the Grizzlies was pretty much up. He thought that he was the point guard of the future, only to be supplanted by Conley, almost was last year, and I don't think they would have won the the chip last year if they had Conley instead of Lowry, and I don't think that's a hot take, but to see their games... Uh, up against each other is cool to see just because of how closely tied they've been throughout their careers just at different points but Lowry got downhill for the last play of the half it was a pick and roll with Ibaka really nice bounce pass little pocket pass to Ibaka on the short roll Ibaka hits a floater they close out the half successfully getting the two for one show it to Lowry for getting the three-pointer on the front end and then finding Ibaka on the back end of it and they go into halftime with the lead up six And the third quarter felt like it was Pascal Siakam's quarter for sure because he had spent so much time passing in the first half, it seemed like. And he he has always been super rangy defensively, but he and Serge Ibaka, I thought, turned it up to uh, quite a degree in the in the second half defensively and they paired really well together and on top of that Siakam in the third quarter a terrific offensive quarter the way he was able to work in the pick and roll in transition and honestly just in the post up once again really encouraging for Raptors fans he was attacking in a lot of different ways he was doing a fantastic job of spreading the ball around identifying his own mismatches and getting after it And he pretty much led the Raptors in that third quarter. It was really nice to see. Both teams had slowed down quite a bit. The game had slowed down at this point. And I think both teams only scored 19 points in that third quarter. And I think Pascal, when the game slowed down, did a great job of not hurrying anything up, just playing really relaxed, really patient. And that paired well with everybody else on the floor. It seemed like it was a growing moment for him because he does he is an agent of chaos. He does play so fast all the time, and that usually is to his benefit. But to be able to slow it all down and to be able to dissect the defense is a big step. And Kyle Lowry right there to help if need be. Also playing great job off the ball collecting those long rebounds, getting after it, still pushing the Raptors forward. And like I said, Ibaka still scoring, still good for the odd roll to the rim or a three-pointer in a game like this. And shout out to him for his three-point shooting because I think he's still over 40% since the new year. He's been, well, honestly, since Gasol was out uh, originally, I think on the 15th or 16th of December with that hamstring injury, Ibaka has been sublime shooting the ball. He's just been sublime bottom line. He's He's been fantastic. So that was the third quarter, basically. Both teams slow way down the Raptors. Still, the, the wrinkle of their defense is that they give up a ton of corner three-pointers. Everybody knows this. It's historic. It's a historic amount of uh, three-pointers that they give up in the corner. And the Jazz, seven Sorry, six of their seven top guys. Obviously, Gobert is the guy who's not there, but they shoot 40-plus percent in corner threes. They didn't shoot well above the break at all in this game, but the Raptors did allow a lot of points from the corner three-pointer. I think it was well over 20. And so the Raptors, a a defensive letdown in the third quarter would have been, like, let's say Mike Conley gets going downhill 
and he sprays to the opposite corner. They hit a three from there. Georges Niang, somebody like that. Or let's say the Raptors turn the ball over because that did happen quite often. And somebody gets going towards the opposite hoop just in transition. That's They couldn't completely get it out of there, but it, it's something that happened in this game for sure. And the fourth quarter, I mean, what a quarter. The Raptors, for a long <laughs> part of the game, were had the clamps completely put down on Gobert. He hadn't scored a basket to that point in the game. But the ball seemed to transition from guys like Conley's hands into Joe Ingles' hands in that fourth quarter. And Ingles was really tremendous in this game. His foregame was really nice. Did a great job of that slow, lumbering attack to the rim that if you've seen Joe Ingles play basketball, you're quite familiar with. His spot up, still a super effective three-point shooter. That's kind of what he came to the league on. And still playing that gritty, hard-nosed defense that he does. But most importantly, in the fourth quarter, leading the charge, from the Jazz to tie the game back up at 85. A couple times they ran that screen action with him, and I think over 50% or between 40 and 50% of his possessions come in the pick and roll. The Jazz are very aware of his acumen in that play type, and he led the charge for them and brought them back to 85-85. And then Lowry drew a foul, and that was after Nick Nurse won a coach's challenge that it seemed like Well, it was actually a really bad call from the refs. The ball clearly went off of Gobert's foot, but Nick Nurse had to end up making the challenge because the refs couldn't review it or wouldn't review it at that point or that juncture in the game. So he had to do the challenge. It wasn't on a foul call or anything. And then a a play later, I think Lowry got a a pretty good makeup call and, and went to the line, but missed both free throws. So some people, that was roughly around the six minute mark in the fourth quarter. It seemed like maybe this is a bad omen. But the only but a good omen came right after that, I should say, because Rondé Hollis Jefferson was subbed out for OG Ananobi. And OG Ananobi is great. He's a plus player almost at all times. So we see the very next bucket that the Raptors get is an OG Ananobi three pointer. Great pass from Siakam. It got him to eight assists, which is a career high for Pascal. And OG cold as ice hitting his triple. Then Ibaka on the dive, drawing a foul, which was nice to see. That's another affectation of the Lowry-Ibaka synergy that we've seen so often. And then Ingles made a bad pass. Siakam went up the other way, layup in transition. Terrific to see. But then, but then, guess who comes crawling back? Mike Conley into the game, hit a triple. So the game at this point is pretty back and forth. The the way that the game had slowed down, it's starting to speed up. The shot making is becoming really, really impressive. Something we saw against the Sacramento Kings as well. The Raptors shot making at certain points in that game. Really impressive stuff, especially from Kyle Lowry. And then, guess what? Right after that, seemingly Conley and Lowry are only able to hit triples when they're playing off of each other because the next score for the Raptors is this huge, it looks like maybe 28 feet, but a fadeaway three from Kyle Lowry. And so they go up 95-90, and you're thinking, okay, I think the Raptors have it at this point because they're playing great defense. They're doing a fantastic job at this point in the game. And the next thing of note that happened was Gobert on the roll from Ingles, I believe. He was going straight to the rim looking for a huge dunk, and OG Ananobi came over with this huge sweeping arm to block Gobert, not at the top. He was just about to jump, so it wasn't like one of those highlight blocks, but great sense of the moment from Ananobi to get over it just as the help side defender, he had a couple really nice plays in that that scenario in this game as a help side defender. And this one obviously ranking the highest, getting over to stun Gobert at the rim. That would have brought the Jazz within one. 
but didn't end up that way. The Raptors go the other way. Siakam gets fouled in transition, hits his free throws, does his work, and so we're into the last minute of the game here, and it pretty much just dissolves in, or sorry, not dissolves, jeez, <laughs> it devolves into the free throw shooting that you're accustomed to seeing, and you are the NBA fan. You've seen plenty of free throws at the end of a game. That's what happened in this one, but something of intrigue, a, a moment, a lapse in judgment from OG Ananobi as not an errant elbow, but a an elbow he very much intended to go towards <laughs> Rudy Gobert went flying at him. They had some rustles. Both of them pushed at each other. OG Ananobi didn't actually connect on the elbow. It kind of brushed up against Gobert's shoulder and then missed his head. So errant in that way, maybe. But OG and him, they kind of got tussled up. It's a really long review, almost four minutes. Both of the players ended up getting tossed. OG's reaction was really comical. It was almost if you could put words to it. Did I get tossed? Oh, okay. That's dumb. And just walked out of the arena. Gobert, much more demonstrative and much, much angrier. But OG, it seemed like knew he had the win in the bag. So he was like, all right, guys, let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's do our thing. Win the game and I'll, I'll meet you guys in the locker room. So that happened. And the Raptors, they did. They secured the win. I guess Siakam hit a couple more free throws. But all in all, 101 to 92 after that block on uh, Gobert from OG. The Jazz didn't score again. The Raptors, they closed this game out. Wonderful game. Super impressive win from the, the Raptors. And they didn't have Mark Saul. They didn't have Fred Van Vliet. And didn't really have Norm Powell. Patrick McCaw played 43 minutes. That's all you need to know. The team just needs to get healthy. That's basically it. Once Fred and Gasol come back, things should definitely smooth out a little bit. They don't play for quite a while, not until Saturday on the 14th or 13th, I believe. And so, yeah, the Raptors just, hopefully they they have to get healthy, but these games are uber impressive, what they've been doing. Fantastic to see. The Reggie Evans Award winner, I have to give it to OG Ananobi. I think that Reggie Evans is a, a grizzly guy. He's a gritty fella. He liked to get in the boards. He would shove around. And OG Ananobi almost got into, not a real fight, but an NBA fight in quotations. We all know what that means. There's there's hardly ever fights in the NBA. And if there is, they usually include OG's teammate, Serge Ibaka. Although Serge played the, the role of peacekeeper in this one and uh, did a fantastic job splitting the, the fellas up. But it was, uh, that's that's the guy who wins it, OG Ananobi, Reggie Evans Award winner. Big deal for him. I'm sure he'll be stoked to hear about it. If you guys can, can let him know, uh, feel free to do so. And the top quick reaction comment is from Mayant Win. Quote, let's nominate Serge Ibaka for this year's Nobel Peace Prize. End quote. Sure. Um, he hasn't gotten into a fight this year. It's been a great start to the season for him. And if you look at the Nobel Peace Prize, there there have been quite a few people who actually have been warmongers who have gotten the Nobel Peace Prize. So I think Serge Ibaka, a guy who speaks a bunch of languages, plays a game and does nothing but provide good things to people as an entertainer of sorts, a an athlete. Sure, let's give him the Nobel Peace Prize. Why not? It, he hasn't gotten into a fight in 2020, so let's award him with that honor. However, comma, that's it for me. I'm out of here. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for tuning in. But whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? 
In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.